Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of my podcast, Social Confidence from Teens to Teens. So today I wanted to talk about why I love meeting new people. And then I want to share with you guys a few techniques and a few steps you guys can use to start meeting new people and start loving to meet new people. So first I kind of wanted to share a little little story here. Uh, I talked about this in my episode 1, so if you haven't heard that one, uh, I would recommend going back and listening to episode one of my podcast because I'll go into a lot more depth. But I just want to do a quick little, quick version of um, of that story, and then I'll share with you guys the the techniques I use and how that applies. So, the backstory is when I was little, I did not like it. I did not like meeting new people. It, for me, I was I liked having friends and I liked being around people, but only when I knew them super super well. So I'd kind of I would be super super shy for probably a month or two and then once I've been around them enough then I would open up and then I would be close friends with them and then I'd be all chatty and I'd be hanging out with them but until that point I hated meeting new people and I hated being well not hated but I didn't like being around people I didn't know that well and yeah and for meeting new people for me was very very difficult because I was so shy and because it, it, it freaks me out so with that um so I was, this was probably six or seven years ago, um, kind of when this, when this happened. I was really, really wanting to have more friends. My family had just moved to Guatemala, and so we moved away from all the friends I had. We moved um, down, and here they only spoke Spanish, so I could, and I didn't speak Spanish at the time. And so the only people I could hang out with were people that spoke Spanish, that only spoke Spanish. And so I didn't, didn't have that opportunity to make friends. And then... Every once in a while, a family would come down or a group would come down, a humanitarian groups. Now we run a nonprofit where we bring down lots of humanitarian trips. Um, and so we'd have these groups come down or these families and they'd be here for maybe a week or two. And that wouldn't be, that'd be enough time to be around them and to get to know them a little bit. But for me, who took forever to get to know people, it was never enough time to make any real connections, I felt, or make any real friendships because then they would just leave. And so after... Uh, a year or two of doing that and not not liking my results because I wasn't I wasn't changing nothing I wasn't making any new friendships I didn't have any back then I didn't have any phone or any method of communicating with people that had already left and so it felt like it was a waste to try to make the effort to get to know people when they were just going to leave the next in the next few days right so yeah that was kind of the wall that I hit was I didn't have enough time to meet people and then I kind of had this epiphany of or this was this was after this one family that left, and it was the family I'd gotten closest to. They'd been here for um, probably three or four months, and then they left. And I'd gotten pretty close to them, not as close as um, not as close as I I was wanting, but I, I was proud of myself for having gotten as close to them as I did in that time that they were here. And so I was I was kind of upset when they left, understandably, right? And so the epiphany I had was, well, I was I kind of sat down to think, and I was like, why? Why does it take so long? And I was like, well, it's because I realized that it was just because I was afraid. I was afraid of talking to new people. I was afraid of being awkward because once I once I was around someone enough and I felt comfortable with them, I felt comfortable being myself. And when I was myself, I was easy. I could, you know, go on and on in conversation. I was totally fine. But when I was trying, when I was trying too hard, I would overthink it and it was just very, very difficult for me. So it was, I realized that I was just afraid of opening up around people that I wasn't super comfortable with. And I was like, okay, how can I, how can I overcome this fear? How can I turn this fear into an advantage? And then I realized that my biggest hindrance was my biggest asset. The hindrance being 
there wasn't enough time and I was never going to see them again. So that was, that was the hard thing is that I didn't have enough time and I felt like I was never going to see them again. So I was like, okay, why bother to meet new people if I'm, if I'm never going to see them again? But then that became my biggest asset because I was like, oh, if I totally make a fool of myself and everyone laughs at me, they're going to leave in a few days and I'm never going to see them again. Big deal, right? Obviously, that wasn't uh, the best mindset to have of, you know, why not do this because I'm never going to see them again because I actually have ended up seeing a lot of these people again. But that was kind of, that was a plan I came up with. Like, I'm just going to try, start meeting new people. I'm just going to start practicing. I'm going to start studying. I'm going to start watching YouTube videos and learning about how to talk to people, how to be more confident around new people and doing all this and practice, practice, practice. And I was just had the thought of, if I embarrass myself, that's, that's not a problem. You know, forget about that. If I embarrass myself, I'll never see them again and it won't matter anyway. And so that was, that was my plan to practice, 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 meeting new people. And so then I felt after, after enough time, I would be good enough where I could actually not embarrass myself and I can actually make real friends in the short amount of time that they were here. So another, um, another few months of this went by. I've not, there wasn't a lot of people coming down so I didn't get a lot of time to practice, but then we had this, um, my, my family hosted a Youth humanita- Humanitarian Leadership Week. We had around 18 youth between ages of 15 to 20 to come down for a week. And they helped us. With, um, they worked with our nonprofit. And we did a bunch of leadership, um, uh, leadership workshops and connecting workshops and things like that. So we all, uh, with the goal of connecting with each other and connecting with ourselves, right? So with this group coming up, I was like, okay, this is it. I was 13 at the time. The youngest of the group was 15, almost 16. So I was like, okay, everyone's gonna be at least, you know, two to three years older than I was. So, and then I was, I was gonna be with them all week, you know, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep all week. And I was like, okay, I've got to, I can't, I can't mess this up, right? I can't just be shy and quiet the entire time because then I'm not gonna make any real friends. And I was like, I wanna make real friends. I wanna have these connections. And so I was like, okay, I I didn't feel like I had enough practice, but I'm like, okay, now this is it. So they came down and I was just like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not, I'm not scared of that anymore. I'm just going to go for it. And I went for it. And I, and then I just kind of forgot about it. I forgot the whole, that whole conflict. And I just was, I was just myself. I just acted, acted as if I would, as if they were my best friends. I acted as if they were my family, as if I'd known them, as if I'd known them forever. And then I just went for it. And then by the end of the week, they became some of my closest friends. And now almost four years later, I still keep in touch with them. I still keep in touch with um, probably 10 of the 18 and I regularly and I am um, and I've stayed in touch with most of them at some point in the past few years. So they became, yeah, some of my closest friends. And at the end of the week, I was like, wow, that was awesome. Like what, what switched? Cause I was like, okay, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't normal, right? Something, something's new. Um, and so I was like, okay, I've got to, this is what, what I always do after uh, an experience like that. I always try to break it down and like, okay, what did I do good? What did I do bad? And I was just kind of breaking it down. And I realized when I was looked at myself, I was like, okay, what's the biggest difference? What change happened? And I noticed my self-confidence went way high. It was way higher than it used to be. After that, I was able to look people in the eye. That was one of the hardest things for me was making eye contact with people. Even with people, even with my close friends, I could, I could rarely make eye contact. It was really, really rough for me. And I found after that, that was just, I'm using, using this as an example. After that, my self-confidence got to the point where I, couldn't, I could look people in the eye when I was talking to them. And I was just like, whoa, 
that's that's super cool, right? My from meeting new people, my self confidence, which is kind of ironic, meeting other people in social situations, my self confidence grew. My self confidence got stronger, and then obviously my self confidence got stronger, right? Meeting, I was more comfortable and more confident when I was meeting new people, and I when I was in different scenarios, when I was in the middle of a conversation, when I was, um, you know empathizing with people and connecting, I was more confident. So then I kind of broke it after that, I broke it down in my head and I was like, okay, why, why was that so much fun? And since then I've, I've looked back on that experience a lot and today I've broke down or I figured out the six reasons why I love meeting new people and why everyone should meet new people regularly. So the first one is, well, it builds self-confidence. I kind of explain that a little bit. Connecting with more people helps you connect with yourself. And when I say connecting, I don't just mean a little, little connection. I mean actual deep connection where you are friends afterwards and close friends where it's not just a connection like, oh, hey, what's up? Where you're actually able to have a real conversation, a real connection. With those kind of connections, that bi- that helps you connect with yourself, which in turn increases self-confidence. The second reason is it builds social confidence. And I think that one goes without saying why that... Um, why that happens when you get when you get more practice or something you're going to get more comfortable with it so when you get more practice with meeting new people and and creating new connections then you're going to get more comfortable with it and more confident with it and thus build social confidence when you're meeting new people more often um reason number three is that i that i personally love it is it gives me a great opportunity to practice my social skills um, I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to any, obviously, any new skill is practice, pra- consistent, um, consistent practice with this new skill. And social confidence, like I've, I've talked about in a few other my podcasts, isn't, isn't some gift that some people have. It isn't a talent that some people receive and some people don't. It's a skill. And the only reason someone else is, would be more confident than, or, you know, person A is more confident, more socially confident than person B is because the first person has just practiced it more. It's a skill that just needs more practice. Everyone can develop social confidence and self-confidence. They're just skills. So it gives me opportunity to practice those social skills. And now inside of social confidence, there's dozens, if not hundreds of little, you know, little mini skills, I guess you could call them. You know, with like starting your conversation, continuing conversations, how to handle, you know, handling awkward silences, handling uh, awkward situations, um, you know, meeting new people uh, in in new scenarios, going going to a new scenario where you don't know everybody, or where you, where you don't know anybody, and all these different little all these different little skills uh, are are necessary to have complete social confidence. I don't think anyone is going to ever have complete social confidence. There's always going to be some things. That you're better at than others, right? For me, after the, after the, once the conversation has started, I feel very comfortable with talking as much as I want to a new person. But for me, something I'm working on right now actually is trying to get better at starting a conversation with a stranger, or even if it's not a stranger, just approaching someone and talking and starting a conversation like that. If someone else initiates, I'm totally fine. I consider that one of my strengths is continuing, continuing conversation and making a connection out of that. But the thing I'm working on is starting conversation. That's just a different skill. So I love meeting new people because it gives me opportunities to practice these new skills, right? 
you can't always you can't practice introducing yourself to a new person around your family because obviously your family is not new. You can't it doesn't really work like that. Meeting new people is one of the only is pretty much the only opportunity one gets to actually practice these new skills. So that's why I love it. Um, reason number four is it really broadens my perspectives. I've noticed that after, for example, this summer, in the summer of 2019, we had nine groups in 10 weeks. So for nine weeks straight, we had a, we had a group leave on, they would leave uh, every Saturday morning and then the next group would arrive Saturday night. And so throughout the summer, and then uh, including a few groups we've had in, we had in fall break and spring break, I met over 250 youth, not counting any adults. So I was close to 350 people I'd met. And of these, I'd say 99% of them, I have a, I built a real connection with them to where I could, you know, you know, I would feel free to, or I would feel comfortable reaching out to them and just talking with them where I don't feel awkward at all talking to them. So a real, I would count those as real connections. And after, I noticed that after meeting that many people, my perspectives and opinions and paradigms on so many things have dramatically changed. Now, some things like some, for example, I'll use sports. I really like soccer. And for me, I would, I was just kind of, when I was little, I would be like, why does no one, you know, why do not that, why do not many people like soccer? Why would anyone like some other sport? Now, just using this as a totally lame example, but after meeting people, I met, you know, dozens of people that were football players or people that loved playing baseball or people that loved playing tennis or volleyball, just with things like that. I mean, I want to see, oh, you know, other people, other people like this. And then I could see why other people would like it. It's like, okay, maybe it's not my thing personally, but I can see why you would like this. And obviously sports is a very, very, you know, very narrow, very specific example, but that happened with so many different things with when it came to um, school subjects, I love. I would always love math. I always loved math, and I hated um, things like history. I just, I just don't enjoy history. I don't enjoy memorizing things like that. And then I would talk to people that just loved history and hated math. And again, super lame, super lame example. But just having my perspectives on so many things dramatically change, and I learned so many things just from being around people and just from hearing their stories. So that was, that was something, or that's something that I am, that I love. That's probably my, the thing I love most about meeting new people is broadening my perspectives and learning so many more things. And most of the time I didn't even realize I was learning it. That's why, like I mentioned earlier, I like to break down experiences I have kind of after the fact. And so kind of after the whole summer and we had no one coming down for a few months I was able to kind of sit back a lot and just think about the summer and think about all the people I've met. And the thing I noticed is that I learned so many things without even realizing it. Where in the moment I was like, okay, great. And I didn't even, it didn't even process that some, some belief I had, some false belief I had was totally annihilated and a new belief or a new uh, knowledge or new perspective um, came. And like, I didn't even acknowledge that in the moment. But then looking back, I was like, wow, I learned so much in this massive you know, thing I used to believe, or I used to think was fact, which is actually not, or, you know, something, something along those lines. I didn't realize until after, but that's why, that's one of the reasons I love meeting people so much is all the things I learn and the perspectives that I gain and the perspectives that change. Um, now there's two more, two more reasons. 
No, reason number five that I love meeting people so much is new friends. I think that kind of just goes without saying. I I think one of my um, one of the skills I've been able to practice more, uh, and I've gotten pretty good at. I consider one of my strengths is making friends in very very short time, very short period of time, where there's been several occasions where I've met someone once, and in let's see, I'm thinking of one person specifically. I won't I won't mention her name, but I met her once and I hung out with her and her family for maybe an hour. It was just they they. I was in town and I didn't have anywhere to go and they invited me over for dinner because I knew the parents vaguely. So I hung out with this girl, she was a little bit, she was around my age and I hung out with her for one hour, more or less, probably a little bit less than an hour. And I haven't, and that was, that was, uh, let's see here, that was a year and a half, almost exactly, that was a year and a half ago. And I still, we still text regularly, we still communicate. And this isn't, this has happened probably close to, four or five dozen times where I've met someone for a little period of time and in that time I've been able to build up enough connection where that lasts for the year or two years or however long until I see them next just through just through text and I know that's you know having being able to communicate through text and calls and such is a huge help but building the foundation of the friendship initially makes it so that you can text you know, and continue to keep in touch. Cause I don't, for me personally, I don't think you can build a friendship solely over text. Well, not that you can't, but it is very, very difficult to build a relationship over text just because it's so hard to communicate emotion and feeling. But if you already have the friendship or already have the friendship, um, the foundation of it, the foundation of it built, then going through texting and communicating like that, you can build it. And that's how, that's how I've done it. But, um, yeah, having new friends in in meeting new people and in that short time becoming friends with them and having those friends is, again, one of the reasons why I love meeting new people. And now the last reason is new connections. Now, for me, connections and friendships are different. I'm going to explain that real fast. A quote I heard, I'm not, I don't even remember where I heard it. I'm, I, have, I should start remembering where these quotes come from. But the quote was something along the lines of connections are through experiences and friendships come through time. Now that that quote for me is kind of I agree to agree with it and slightly disagree with it, but um, for the most part I agree with it that friendships create or are friendships are created through time. Connections are created through experience. Now I a lot of people I know um, will consider you know an experience as something new or like an adventure right something some something some event that happens that you both are a part of now that of yes that would count as an experience but i don't think that's limited or experience is limited to that i think we can create experiences in in for example i think you know going up to approaching or approaching someone and starting conversation with them would can would count as an experience right which kind of sounds like yeah duh but i don't think a lot of people realize that, that yeah, meeting someone is an experience. You're both sharing that experience of meeting a new person. Whether you approach them or they approach you or you both just are forced to talk for whatever reason, that's an experience. So connections like that, however small, are still connections through that experience. Now there can be connections where, uh, let's say with you and the person person working at the grocery store where you you know ask them how their day was and they say, oh good, how was yours? And you have a little you know, 20 second conversation and that's it. 
yeah, that counts as a connection. Or it could be a connection where you are both a part of a, um, I don't know, some tour trip that goes across Europe and you're and you're there. You maybe don't build a friendship with them because you're not hanging out with them, but you have that connection of where you both shared this experience, right? Very, very broad, or experience is a very, very broad thing. So experience or connections are created through experiences. Now, I think one of the most valuable experiences is just talking with them, of starting the conversation, because that impacts both people so much when just starting a conversation and having a conversation like that impacts both people so much um, in a very positive way. So building that connection, or while just approaching them and having that experience, builds a connection. And then through time, later, uh, through texting, for example, you can build the friendship. You can already, you already have the, the foundation of the friendship, which is connection. Okay, I kind of mentioned that a bit earlier, where you have the foundation of the friendship. And for me, the foundation of a friendship is connection. You gotta have, you gotta be able to, you have to, you gotta be able to connect on something. You have to have a connection on something. So having the new connection and then turning that into a new friendship are, is kind of the step one and step two. So those, and then, so those are the reasons why I love meeting new people. Builds my self-confidence, builds my social confidence, broadens my perspectives. It's an opportunity for me to practice my social skills. It helps me build new friends and, or new friendships and build new connections. So I wanted, um, now I wanted to share with you guys three, the three steps for me uh, in creating a new friendship and creating a new connection in that way. So step number one is building a foundation of trust and comfort. Now this kind of sounds really scary, but it's really fairly simple. So for someone, for you to connect with someone and someone to connect with you, you can't, they can't feel uncomfortable. Now, I don't mean uncomfortable where it's like, okay, you know, most people are a little uncomfortable talking to someone new, but uncomfortable like where they feel that their privacy uh, is being invaded, where they feel like they're being interrogated or they feel like they can't escape that kind of discomfort where it's a little more extreme. So you have to build a foundation of that comfort where they're okay talking to you. You know, they might not be like perfectly at ease, but they're not scared of you in any way. Okay. And then the foundation and then trust kind of on that, along those lines is where they trust you that you're not going to go and you're not going to, you know, be very extreme. You're not going to kidnap them. You're not going to, or you're not going to bully them. You're not going to make fun of them. You're not going to judge them, okay? They got to feel comfortable enough, and they have to trust you enough where they're going to be willing to share. Because if neither person shares anything personal, then there's not going to be any connection. Because connection is based on experience, right? And experiences are only are earning meaning are only meaningful because of emotion, okay? So does that does that make sense? Where you can have or the most connections that people are referring to, where when I'm referring to connection, it's an emotional connection. So if neither person in the conversation is sharing anything personal and it's all just, you know, fluffy, super superficial conversation where there's no personal there's no personal sharing or anything, then neither person is gonna have an emotional connection. Right? That, that kind of makes sense, right? You kinda of like, oh yeah, duh. Where if neither person is sharing anything personal, there's not gonna be an emotional connection. So you have to build that foundation of trust and comfort where you can share something personal and they're not gonna take that and make fun of you for it and then they'll share something personal with you. And something personal doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to be sharing all their deepest, darkest secrets. Something personal could just be, 
I really enjoy this movie or this book or this type of music, right? You know, that's an opinion you hold that's yours. It is part of, part of your being. Something you consider to be part of you, that is something personal. So for some, some people, um, you know, it could, be, it could be a sport or it could be a hobby they have. It could be um, a place that they've been to. It could be their pet. It could be family member, right? A lot of these, a lot of these things require a little bit of personal, you know, they're a little personal. They mean something to you. So you don't want to, I'm not going to go talk about uh, how much I love Star Wars movies and Marvel movies if someone's going to start making fun of me for it. You know, it might not seem like the biggest deal, but it's still something personal, right? So you got to build a foundation of trust and comfort so that both of you are willing to share something personal. Now, step number two is sharing backstories. Now, backstory can mean several different things. For me, backstory is whatever the person considers is their backstory. Okay, so that means, so I can, you know, say, hey, what's your story? And they could share with me the story of maybe where they've lived their entire life. Like, oh, I was born here, and then I moved here when I was this old, and then I went to this school, and then I moved here when I was this old, right? That could be a story. Or maybe their story is um, how their family. They talk about how many siblings they have. They talk about, um, you know, their parents, or maybe that, you know, that kind of their fam- their, fa- their uh, family situation, sorry. Uh, their backstory could be their friend group, where their friends all come from, how they met their friends. Their backstory could be how they got to that physical location that you are in. Could be, oh, I've been traveling for this long and I had to, I had to drive for this long with this person to do this to get here. Okay, so backstory can be whatever they consider their backstory. So for me, a little technique I like to use in a conversation like that, you just say it, you know, just like that. You just say, hey, so what's your story? You know, after you meet them, after you get their name, maybe you, you know, exchange pleasantries a little bit and you kind of start with a little bit of small talk. A great way to break or to um, bridge into deeper, in-depth, connecting conversations is you just say, what's your story? And then they, whatever they consider is their story, they'll share. So if they share how they got to that physical location, like, you know, I've been, I had to drive for six hours with my mom through the desert and we had to stop for gas this many times because we kept running out because there was a leak in our car and um, then I had to get here and I had to buy tickets to get into this event or whatever, you know, I'm just using some event as, as an example and then and then I had to, you know, hang out with um, this person on as we walked as they gave us the tour through here and that's how I got to this specific room and then I met you, right? That could be their story. So if they share that kind of story, of how they got to that physical location, then you share that same story. Well, not the same story, but your your story. So if they, if they talk about that, then I'm going to talk about how I got there. Be like, oh yeah, I flew up from Guatemala. I had to go drive five hours through windy roads in the mountains to get to the airport. And then I had to fly for four hours to get to Mexico City and then five more hours to get to, you know, to get to wherever it is. And then I had to drive for this long and then I had to get here. You know, you share that story. So that both of you are able to connect with that specific story. If they, if they share about their childhood friends and then you share about, and you share about um, how you've got to that physical location, then there's not as much connection because they're like, oh, okay, that's, they shared something way more personal than you did or vice versa, right? So the connection is when you have the same levels of, or the connection is most effective when you have the same, or the same level of emotion, right? If one of you is way more emotional or telling way more emotional and personal things than the other, then, there's going to be 
a disequilibrium, right? They're not going to feel as close to you as you are to them or vice versa. So sharing, asking their backstory and sharing the similar or sharing your, your side of the story is, a, is for me is step two. So step one, build a foundation of trust and comfort so that both of you are willing to share. And then step two is sharing the backstory because where you come from, I think is one of the most important aspects of character, right? Where you've come from and where you're going and kind of where you are, right? So understanding where someone comes from is crucial to understanding where they are. And then those two together combined helps you understand where they want to go, okay? So then the third step for me is connecting on a shared passion, okay? So connecting on a shared passion, which for me is, let's, for example, let's use soccer. I love soccer. So I meet someone and they enjoy soccer. Then we can talk about it. We can share funny stories about um, about soccer. We can talk about our, our teams, our coaches, what positions we play, right? You can connect on that. So then afterwards, you have a connection. Like, yeah, we talked about soccer and we connected on soccer. Now this can be, you know, a passion it doesn't have to be a sport that you're into. It can be an instrument you can you play. It could be a musical artist that you love. It could be um, a movie series, a book series. It could be a, a, an author. It could be a school subject. It could honestly be pretty much anything that you enjoy. Someone out there is going to enjoy as well, right? It could be you could be connecting about food. You could be connecting how much you love this specific um, bookstore or restaurant. Or, for example, I'm. Um, my brother and I connected, we met this one, um, these two siblings and they, and my brother and I, and they loved Hobby Lobby. We just, that, that, um, it was in, I don't remember where we were. I think we were in Oklahoma and we went to Hobby Lobby and we met them at this, at this Hobby Lobby store. And we just started talking about how much we loved Hobby Lobby and how much we loved shopping there. And that was a little connection. We connected on that, on Hobby Lobby, which is, you know, it doesn't have to be a passion. It's just something we enjoyed, right? So three steps for me for building a connection slash friendship is build a foundation of trust and comfort so that you're both of you are willing to share. Sharing backstories with the same amount of emotion, um, emotion and personalness, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then step three is connecting on a shared passion. Now, after that, if the conversation ends there, I would consider that a connection, right? For me, that is a connection where you can both go away and be like, yeah, now I understand their backstory. I got to know them, who they are now with their passion. And maybe their passion relates to their future a, a lot. A lot of people it does, right? Maybe for me, I'm really passionate about architecture and um, construction in that type of area. So for a lot of people, I can connect on that where I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I'd love that to be a part of my future. So they can understand that. They get to know me, they get to know my past, right? With my backstory. They get to know me where I am with what I enjoy now. And just the way, you know, the way you talk, you get to know someone, you kind of get to understand a little bit about them. And then you kind of talk about your future, right? You can kind of use that passion to talk about the future. And then you can, you can understand their past, pu or their, their past, present, and future self, which is in essence them, right? You know, they're, you're kind of, you are the sum of all these different things, right? So you're able to understand them. You're not just understanding you're not just understanding the six-year-old them in kindergarten, right? And you're not understanding 40-year-old them in the future and all their dreams and all the things they've accomplished or they hope to have accomplished, right? And then you're not just understanding them where they are specifically because if you don't understand someone's 
or if you just know someone where they are specifically right now, then when they change in the future, then they're going to be different to you. Or when you realize that they did, maybe they did this thing in the past or they used to do this or they loved this in the past or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like, oh, I didn't know that about them. That's different. That's not the person I know because the person I know now loves this flavor of ice cream, but they used to love this flavor of ice cream. Obviously, that's a super lame example again. But, you know, just having that, having that little, that little thing of having, of understanding their past and their current and then a little bit of their future self is, in my mind, a really effective communicate or connection. Then after that, you know, you're, maybe you hang out again and that's when you start building a friendship or you hang out, you hang out again or maybe you call them or you start texting them a little bit, you know, and you're able to, you're able to connect with them over that. Um, now that went a little longer than, longer than I was planning. But I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, feel free to reach out and share any feedback. I love to hear feedback from you. Uh, my email is available on the website uh, on this or on my page. So you can email me there or you can find me on Instagram. I'd love to hear feedback. Uh, now I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about something I've been working on real fast and then, and then we can finish. Right now I am writing almost finished or I'm probably around halfway finished with writing my ebook. 11 secrets to instant connection. So I'm super, super stoked about this, guys. Some of the secrets and some of the tips I shared in here, I'm gonna go into way more depth with them in this book. Um, I'm in this ebook, I'm super, super stoked about it. Uh, so I will, I'll keep you guys updated on that if you want. I'll continue, I'll continue sharing a little bit of the things I, I uh, that I share in, in the ebook. But if you really want all of the, you know, all of the wisdom, all the knowledge in one spot, I would highly recommend getting this book or getting my ebook when it comes out. I'm not sure how I'm going to, I'm not sure how much or how it's going to become available or when, but, you know, stay updated. I'll keep you updated on that. So get excited for that. Now, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Love to hear feedback. Reach out to me. I would love that. Um, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Mm-hmm.